Thank you for joining us at Purified Mission. We pray that you are blessed as you receive the Word of God. And we're standing on holy ground, for the Lord is here and where he is, is holy. Oh, we exalt thee. Come on, lift up your voice this morning. Exalt thee. Hallelujah. We exalt thee. Hallelujah, we exalt thee, oh, 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 Lord, oh, Lord, we exalt thee. Come on, worship the Lord in this place. We exalt thee, oh, we exalt thee. No wonder David said, one thing that I've desired of the Lord, and that one thing will I seek after, that I may dwell within his house, that I may inquire in his temple, that I may behold the beauty of the Lord. I I don't know if you understand, but I said it before. I said, there's no way you can come into the presence of the Holy Spirit and not be changed. Because the Holy Spirit is transformative. When the Holy Spirit reveals himself to you, you will be like Isaiah. Isaiah, he said, whoa, I am undone. For I am a man of unclean lips. Everything I have prophesied till now, I have not understood holiness because I have encountered the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand that even the best of your clean, the best of your neat, when you stand in the presence of the Holy Spirit, you just begin to see blemishes like this. Some things begin to stand out and it's like, oh my, I didn't know it was like this. I mean, I wish I had this kind of light so I can see all my imperfection. I thought I was doing well. I didn't know I was riddled with holes. I didn't know my life was filled with flaws. I didn't know my understanding was incomplete. Whoa, I am undone. But it is beautiful to be undone in the presence of the Lord because the Holy Spirit is a teacher. He doesn't expose you to make you look foolish. He exposes you to perfect you in the presence of the Lord. I'm so excited. Something's about to shift in the presence of the Lord here this morning. See, I was asking God what we're speaking on today and what he was going to teach us. And he said, I want to tell you a little bit of something. I want to teach you about the birthplace of evil. I was driving the other day and and the Lord was just speaking to me. I was just meditating on the word of God and I was asking God, I said, you know, uh, there's some terrible things in this world today. Terrible evil. I want you to know right now, uh, in, in the Middle East, there are 900,000 people pinned between three armies. There's no escape, no place to go. Evil. Horrific murders are happening in our days. I mean, 
People get killed. That's been happening since the days of Cain and Abel, the very first two children. Uh, the very first two children. I want you to listen to me, children. The siblings, two brothers, they got so angry. One got so angry with the other that he killed his brother. The very first two siblings on the earth, the very first two people that were born, uh, there was so much hatred from one to the other that the one took the life of the other. Murders have been happening since the beginning. But today's murders are a different kind altogether. It's as though Hollywood amplified. Uh, it's terrible what's going on today. Uh, last month in the streets right out here, a uh, man was arrested, uh, arrested for terrible crimes. They said he used to target people and he'd take them and he would armed rob them. You know armed robbery? Uh, that's not just steal your wallet. That's, that's pocket picking. Armed robbery is to point a gun at somebody, to threaten somebody with physical force and harm and to take something from them forcefully. He would arm rob them, and then he would escort them through kidnapping to a secret place where he would brutally assault them. He would rape them, and he would treat them terribly, things you can't describe. And then sometimes he wasn't satisfied. He would take them out of that secret place and take them to a bank machine and at gunpoint force them to empty out all their accounts to him. And sometimes he'd release them. Rape, robbery, kidnap, maybe murder, right out here in our streets. Look at suicide bombing. Somebody doesn't want to die, really. But they've determined that as long as they can kill many people, they will kill themselves. Their life is worth nothing to them in exchange for killing others. Some people wake up in the morning and they go into a crowded place. And something in their spirit, something in their person has told them, today you must kill somebody. And they take a weapon and they begin to shoot, killing random strangers, babies, all of them. There was a report last week in Nigeria, a terrible organization, Boko Haram, they said they killed, they took a bus, trapped them between barricades, a whole set of buses, and they burned every person alive, baby, mother, children, elderly, all of them roasted to death for no cause. They didn't know any of them. Just gruesome brutality. Evil of the worst kinds. Look at terrorist attacks. I mean, you've all been in airplanes. How can somebody get in an airplane, sit beside somebody? You look at a young man, you look at a young woman, you look at innocent children, you look at babies, you look at families, you look at them all with hope of going to a destination and you have determined that that day, none of them will reach their destination. Terrible evil is happening in our world. The other day they profiled a doctor when they stopped him, he had over a thousand baby carcasses in his vehicle. He was driving around with bodies. Bodies. You know what the Bible says? Souls. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says this. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Every single one of those faces, God knew them and formed them. And this man was responsible for their death. 
evil all over the place. Racism. Can I talk about that a little bit? This is a topic we don't get to get into in the church. I mean, you look at somebody, somebody, and the only difference between you and them is maybe their skin, maybe the language they speak, maybe the part of this beautiful earth that God chose for them to be formed from. And you hate them just because they say something differently. Just because God has given them another expression of beauty that's not identical to yours. Come on, come on. And they have two eyes and a brain and a heart and two kidneys. Their hearts function. They have two legs. They have creativity. They have a soul. They can hear. They can perceive. They interact with you. They eat just like you do. They sleep just like you do. But you hate them. Evil. How does evil like this get seated inside humans? How? I began to talk to the Lord. I said, I'm baffled at the extent of depravity in our generation. I mean, the way people will do things and not even feel bad. Some people, they will finish their murder and they will go back to life. Uh, There was a woman... Children are missing. Everybody reported the woman and the children missing. And they went missing for a few months. And the woman emerged in Hawaii without her children and married and moved on. Just go back to life. Do terrible things and just go back to life. Ah, uh, yeah. When, when, when in, the, in the 90s, there, there, was, there was a case of the Bernardo Bernardo in, 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 in the Southern Ontario region. And, and this man and his wife would stalk people and they would catch them like rabbits, put them in their car, do terrible things to them and kill them, cut them up, whatever it takes. And they will go out the next day and live a normal life. And they wait a few days and catch somebody else. The depravity of this kind of mentality, uh, the wife even lured her own sister and they chopped the sister's body into pieces and stored her in the freezer like meat. Depravity. Evil of all kinds. I began to talk to God. I said, weren't we created in his image? Image is one thing. That's the outside. But God said, and his likeness. So what broke? How did we end up like this? What happened, God? Where does evil form? What's the birthplace of this thing? And God began to reveal some things. I'll I'll share with you the book of Mark chapter 7. Even evil is a mystery. Mark chapter 7. In the seventh chapter. And we're going to the 14th verse. And I'm going to read 14 and 15. Again, Jesus called the crowd and he said to them, Listen to me, everyone, and understand nothing outside a man can make him unclean. 
by going into him. Are you with me? Rather, it is what comes out of the man that makes him unclean. Going to verse 20. Verse 20 says, and he went on, what comes out of a man makes him unclean. For from within, out of men's hearts, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and make a man unclean. Where did it come from? He said, they're seated inside the person. And when they come out of his heart, they make him unclean. I skipped 19. Let me, let me clarify. In 19, Jesus speaking, he says, when you eat things on the outside, they go into your stomach, right? When you eat, they go into your stomach. When the food is done, digesting, does it live in you forever? No. You extract the nutrients and you discard the rest. Hallelujah. He said, it does not go into his heart, but into his stomach. But the things that make a man unclean are in his heart. Huh. I, I, I began to meditate on the word of God and begin to just take time in the scriptures because I want to understand. See, no one can hate someone by accident. Can I say that again? You were created in the image of and the likeness of God. Say image, image. And, likeness. and likeness. That means that your stature, the way you come together, you reflect God. That's image. Likeness means you have characteristics that are similar. Are you with me? Now, what I'm saying to you is that the Bible says, for God is love. And in God, there is no shadow of turning. God is what? Love. So if God is love, then someone cannot have hatred by accident. Accident means by nature, by default. It doesn't just exist in there. It actually is birthed out of something else. Hatred. Are you with me? Uh, uh, when evil has a home, it projects itself. I wanted to share a little bit on what this word we just read meant. And uh, I thought I did, but I didn't. I, somehow I got ahead of myself here. Uh, yeah, I got ahead of myself, but that's okay. I don't know where I, or how I did that. Uh, uh, but the, but there's a word. Uh, the word is paneras. Say paneras. It means evil. Uh, that's the word evil things. 
Yeah, evil things. Uh, it comes from verse 23. It says, from within and out of the hearts of men come evil things or evil thoughts or paneras. Panera is a Greek, Greek word uh, that speaks to wickedness, evil, uh, and all these things Jesus described. I'm going to list them malice and greed and deceit, deceit, immorality, theft, murder, adultery, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. They're all seated in the heart. And Panera comes out from the heart when it becomes at home in your heart. Evil doesn't always look terrible. Huh. Evil doesn't always look bad. You know what arrogance looks like? Have you ever seen someone that's arrogant? Yeah, they, they think they're the best thing that's happened to everybody, and they sort of walk like this. That doesn't look so bad, right? I mean, you can just ignore them, right? Do you know that that's evil? Arrogance is evil? You know jealousy? Jealousy? When someone looks at someone else and says, I wish I had what they had. I don't think they should have it. I want it. That jealousy. Do you know that's evil? Evil things. Yeah. Foley. Someone just being foolish. That's evil. You know the word deceit? Deceit. What does it mean? Deceit or to deceive. What, do you, what does it mean? Hmm? When you trick someone. Uh, the, the serpent deceived Eve in the Garden of Eden. Do I have to tell you that's evil? No. Deception is the practice of hiding truth to cause another decision. It's lying. Lying is deception. Hiding truth is deception. Tricking people, withholding information is deception with an intent to do something else. See, when I talk about the capital manifestations, the major stuff, the bad things, murder and theft and, 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 and all those things, you know, people say, oh yeah, that's evil. But all these things are evil. In Jeremiah 17 verse nine, we know this already, the heart is deceitful above all things. It gets us in trouble. Deceit is in the heart. Ah. And I was asking God, I said, but you didn't make it that way. Uh, I'm running low on time here. I'm going to keep track of the clock. And you didn't make it that way. And so how, did, how do people act out this kind of evil when that's not what you created? That's not how you made man. And I want us to look at something together. In the book of Luke chapter 22. Turn your Bibles there. Luke 22. We're going to read the first four verses together. In Luke chapter 22, in the first four verses, we begin to see a spiritual exchange. 22 verses 1 to 4. There's a spiritual exchange. I'm always sharing this. This world is full of spiritual forces. Just because you don't see them in the natural doesn't mean they don't exist exist. Uh, if you want to see them, if you want to see them, if you want to understand what I'm saying, pray one day, say, God, open my eyes. I want to see evil demons and angels. I want to see the spiritual forces that exist around me. 
be careful with that prayer. If God shows you, you might, you might never return to the same person. There's all sorts of spiritual forces happening around. Look at this. Luke chapter 22 in the first four verses. It says this. Now the feast of unleavened bread called the Passover was approaching and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus for they were afraid of the people. Then who? Verse 2 says, then who? Then Satan entered Judas. I'll stop there. Now Judas was already a thief. The Bible told us that he was the money keeper, but he was a thief. He used to sneak the tips to himself, keep a little bit. But God knew that. But what Judas did required a little bit of a boost. Are you with me? Yeah. Judas was about to pull Jesus into the midst of a trap and ensure that Jesus is crucified. But you know what had to come into him for him to do that kind of evil? The Bible said, Satan entered Judas. Ha. Huh. Hallelujah. Amen. Satan entered Judas. Did you know that Satan can enter people? You just read it in the Bible. I want you to know that you are a person and Persons can be occupied by spirits. Are you with me? Oh, yeah, we were studying this morning in 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 the in the in the pure youth group Praise God uh, We were studying something out of the book of uh, Ephesians Ephesians chapter 5 is that correct pure youth? pure youth Ephesians chapter 5 Is that correct pure youth? And what did we learn in Ephesians chapter 5? I'm just getting there so I can read verbatim. Ephesians chapter 5, we were studying something and God was teaching us that God is transforming us to make our heart a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit. Uh, for the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5. And he said, God is transforming our hearts to make sure our heart is a dwelling place. I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 2, and it's the 22nd verse. Uh, 2.22 says this. Uh, and in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Holy Spirit. The heart is a dwelling place. So Judas saw something and his heart had an aroma that was all right for the devil to enter into. Are you with me? Are you with me this morning? Have you ever entered someone's house? Anybody ever notice that when you go into someone's house, their house usually has a fragrance. Are you with me? Are you with me? Sometimes their house smells like what they ate for dinner, what they cooked yesterday. Sometimes it smells like their plugins that they have on the wall, the fragrance that they have. Oh, sweet Hawaiian fragrance. Uh, some people's house, it smells like their pets. It smells like a dog. Yeah. And some people's house, uh, it smells like stale carpet. Are you with me? 
Some people's house smells like a bakery. I want you to know your heart has a fragrance, an aroma. Do you know what that aroma is? It's either good. Judas' heart, because he was already a thief, are you with me? Had a fragrance that Satan was familiar with. So Satan inspected all of the disciples. I don't know. You know, the Bible is so real. Jesus teaches this word of God. It's so real. I don't want anybody to leave this church and not understand the word of God. If there's anything that will be a foundation of the purified mission is that the word of God is taught for understanding. Judas was, he had a fragrance in his heart that was inviting to the enemy. I want you to know that it wasn't only Judas that the devil looked at. Am I speaking to anybody this morning? Uh, Jesus told Peter, he said this, Peter, Peter, the devil has, he has asked of you to sift you as wheat. That means the devil has checked out your life. He's looked at you, said, I want, I want to examine him a little bit longer. I mean, the devil already looked at Peter. Are you with me? Jesus is giving a report of what the devil has already done. He's already asked of Peter. He inspected all the disciples. He looked at Judas and his fragrance was inviting. So he entered into him. He left the other disciples alone because Jesus didn't speak specifically about them. But he wanted Peter and Jesus specifically stood against that and says, I have prayed for you. Look, I want you to understand something. The devil, the Bible says, he's like a roaring lion, always seeking whom he may devour. That means he's always inspecting, looking for an opportunity, checking out your heart, testing to see what you smell like, seeing what's inside the content of your character, because there's some things that repel the devil and there's some things that invite him. The heart is a dwelling place. Can I say that again? The heart is a dwelling place. Something will live in your heart. Yeah. That's why when I hear people say things like, I trust my heart, I say, you have no clue what you just said. You know, your heart is an apartment building. There's many compartments in your heart. Some of them are storage compartments. Some of them are bedrooms. Some of them are living rooms. That means there are things that can come into your heart and be a temporary guest. There's some things that can come in for an hour and leave the next moment. Some things can go into storage and go bad and they begin to stink. Some things you keep in certain compartments. Some things live in the bedroom. Are you with me? The heart. And if you say, I trust my heart, listen to what the Bible says about your heart. We just read it in Jeremiah 17, verse 9. What does it say? The heart is deceitful above all things. There's nothing you can trust in your heart. Yeah, your heart can trick you. Your feelings can lead you astray. Your sense of right and wrong, if it comes from your heart, your emotion can take you and drown you in the sea. 
All these things Jesus was teaching. All these things Jesus was teaching. The devil looked at Judas and entered his heart. Because his heart was easy to enter. His heart was inviting. Judas already had some things that that gave the devil keys to his heart. You see, as a thief, the devil can come into your life easily and cause you to do wicked, evil things. Because why? Your lifestyle already has his fingerprint. He's been there before. It smells familiar. Listen to this. If your heart is filled with jealousy, your heart is just like Judas. It's inviting to the devil. I want you to understand me today. Uh, If your heart is filled with thoughts of greed and malice, your heart is inviting to the devil. The devil, when he's inspecting people like a roaring lion, he looks at you and says, oh, that's pray. That's easy. I can get in there. And he will pick a time and you'll get into your life. And he will ruin you and ruin the lives of everybody around you. That's his intent, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I mean, am I extrapolating something out of just a Judas encounter? Am I making a mountain out of a molehill? Let's turn in our Bibles uh, to the book of Matthew in the 43rd verse. Um, I'm sorry, Matthew in the 12th chapter and the 43rd verse. We're wrapping up here. Uh, Matthew chapter 12, uh, verse 43. Uh, the heart, I want you to know some things about the heart today. I want you to know the only thing you can't trust is your heart for sure. Don't trust your heart. Your heart is going to react based on who, whatever is in your heart at the moment. Even the guests of your heart can deceive you. Oh, yes, if you go to a movie and your heart is emotional, you can feel bad. It uh, doesn't mean it's bad. I don't know if you've ever been in virtual reality. In virtual reality, you can put on goggles and feel like you're falling out of a building and your heart can begin to beat fast and your heart will, will tell you that you're in danger. But are you in danger? No, you can take the headset off. When Matthew chapter 12, Jesus said, when an evil spirit comes out of a man, it goes through the arid places seeking rest and it does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house that I left. And when when he arrives and finds it unoccupied, swept clean and in order, then it goes and it takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go in and live there. Listen to this. And the final condition of that man is worse than the first. This is how it would be with the wicked generation. When your life has a fragrance that demons are familiar with, one day they will come back with their friends and they're going to do serious damage. Listen, as children of God, don't play with these things. Arrogance, folly, deceit, envy, greed, murder, malice, theft, lewdness. These are not fruit of the spirit. They're fruit of darkness. If they are in your life, get them out of your life. If they are in your life, Get them out of your life. Listen, 
Listen, Jesus said to one of the people he healed, he said, go and sin no more before a worse thing comes upon you. Meaning that the small sin brought in one problem. The sin again will invite seven demons, the wicked kind. You have to ask, how did the man of the gathering end up with a whole legion inside him? You know how? One was cast out. It came back and brought more. Maybe they cast it out again. It came back and brought more. By the time he was filled with legion, nobody could handle legion, not even the man, and he had to go and live in the tombs. I want you to understand something. You see people today that are incredibly wicked. People that are doing incredibly wicked things. I want you to know they weren't born like that. They might have lied a little bit when they were kids. And nobody understood that you have to cast that thing out, lock the door, and change the occupancy so that you don't get seven times the demons. Because let me tell you, lying spirit is one thing. A spirit of murder is a very different problem. People say, how does lying have to do with murder? How does lying have to do with stealing? Oh, Judas was only a thief. How did he become a murderer? Because the devil entered into him. Once your life gives the devil access, I'm telling you, you don't want to be his instrument. Because the devil has three intentions. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. He doesn't do favors to anybody. Even the things that look like favors is destruction. Oh, yes. Some people look around and say, ah, what's the point of serving God? I mean, I've watched some of these people that gyrate on TV and videos. They, they do all sorts of lewdness. I mean, they, they're millionaires. At least they're not hungry. I mean, I'm serving God a long time, and I don't even have a savings account. Some people are crying out to God. That God, I, I cry every week. My prayer is money. I pray, pray, God, pray. Please give me a job. Some people are saying, I pray, pray, pray. And God, deliver me from sickness. What's the point of serving God? Can I tell you something? Those people that look like they're prospering. Those people that look like they're enjoying life. Do you know that thing that the devil gave them? That success, that fame. Do you know that? You know the devil can do that, right? Did you know the devil can give fame and success? Did you know that? Oh, yeah, because he he stood in front of Jesus and he wasn't lying. He took Jesus to a high place and said, look at all these things. I can give you the fame of this world. I can give you all of these kingdoms. I can give you all these riches. He can. But I want you to know that if he gives you the riches of this world, it is destroying you as you're using it. Yeah. The devil doesn't have any friends. He only has three missions. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. Don't play with fire. Your heart must be filled with the Holy Spirit. That is the only fragrance that repels the devil. When the devil smells the Holy Spirit, he said, God is here. He doesn't want. He doesn't want. And if the moment you start to mix your heart or you have the Holy Spirit, but you bring in a little bit of stealing and keep it in the closet. You know what you're doing? Uh, it's sort of like when you come into somebody's kitchen and they forgot to take the trash out the night before. You know what you smell? You begin to smell all the garbage that's rotting. 
The Holy Spirit comes in and he smells the trash. And you know when trash is uninviting, you know what the Holy Spirit does? He leaves. Because if you want him to stay, you take the trash out. Don't play with the devil. Don't keep trash in your heart. Don't keep evil in your heart. Because when the evil makes a home in your heart, the devil enters in and brings wicked spirits. Do you understand what Jesus said? He said this. He said, not just spirits, not just demons. He said, seven other spirits more wicked than the original one. Terrible demons. I'm telling you that the reason why we have all sorts of terrible, insidious crimes that happen today is not natural. These are demonic forces operating from the hearts of people who have surrendered their lives to evil. And, you know, they didn't wake up one day and say, oh, I want to be evil. No, it was a little bit of jealousy. Oh, wow, she got a new Barbie. That's not fair. I want to have one. Oh, I like that car. I don't know why they always drive in the new car. I want to get a car that's better than theirs. I don't know why the teacher always likes him and is always calling his name. But I'm going to make sure that I make a fool of him so that the teacher stops. A little bit of jealousy. Do you know a little bit of jealousy can end up in someone being a psychopath, a mass murderer? Because it's not the person that changes. It's that spirit invites demonic forces. A little bit of lying, a little bit of uh, anger, a little bit of arrogance, a little bit of folly. And suddenly you start to smell very enticing to the devil. You want to stink? Anybody want to stink? Anybody want to stink? No. You know what what Jesus said? Jesus said, said, many people will say, Lord, 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 I knew you, I served you, I prayed, I led church, I I did this, I sang song, I used to read my Bible, I went to Christian school, and Jesus would say, depart from me, you what? Iniquity is evil. People who are exercising evil says, I don't know you, means you're stinking to me, you're stench, you have an aroma, you have a fragrance. That is not inviting and it does not smell like the Holy Spirit. And as long as you don't smell like the Holy Spirit, God says, I know you not. You want to stink? Huh. I bet you Jesus could smell, Jesus could smell Judas coming. His heart was filled with thieves, thieves stealing. He had a crooked mind. Jesus can smell it. We're going to pray today. Our prayer is going to be a little different. See, most of the times when we say, come into my heart, we're asking God for salvation. Uh, And in a way, that's what we're praying. But it's deeper than that. Ephesians 2.22 says what? That he's making our heart into a dwelling place. For, the whole, for God through the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray and invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts. Old song says, into my heart, I 